we'd like to welcome you back to part 5 of our current event and weekly Bible study. For June 17th, 2019, part 5, I believe I'm going to try to make this the last part. Continuing on what we were talking about before, um, shocking number of transgender drag queen story hours events announced all across the globe. This isn't just, when I first saw it, I thought this was something that maybe, you know, they're beta testing and, and this is going to fade out and they're not going to keep doing this like in public libraries and stuff. But no, this is, there's a global protocol for this. This is very important to Satan. This drag, drag queen story hour. Something to add to the prayer list. Um, the far left art group Radar Productions and liberal author Michelle T have created an organized and far-fetched Drag Queen Story Hour campaign that stretches across the globe, cataloged by their website, dragqueenstoryhour.org. The Drag Queen Story Hour celebrates that its chapters are now all over the world to influence children and describes how the program works uh, should one be interested in starting a new chapter. Can you imagine? And here's their and here's their their, their placard, their how they use it. It's Drag Queen Story Hour. Organize your own drag queen story hour. And they use the same font as Disney uses. The first thing I noticed about this is, oh, they're trying to ride the coattails of Disney. And that same font of writing that Walt Disney will use. Yeah, same exact one. Which instantly, when you look at this, if you're not looking closely, you would think Disney. Which is exactly what they want to do. It was started, obviously, in San Francisco, the, you know we're you know the gay capital of america probably i guess you could argue um <clears throat> the program lasts about 45 minutes one drag queen reads each each event the drag queen and again all this is 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 not only brainwashing but it's recruitment it's it's targeting your next your your victim um it's normalizing this in society it's doing accomplishing all of these satanic goals so they read two or three picture books and interspersed with simple songs and movement activities for 25 minutes obviously all the books they read are going to be brainwashing the kitties and then the drag queen leads the children in a craft activity i'm sorry to say witchcraft because essentially that's what this is decorating wands wands are used in witchcraft and crowns are popular crafts the parents or guardians may choose to take pictures of their children with the drag queen um and then we end with a dance party isn't that wonderful dozens of drag queen story hour events are now popping up all over america from california to michigan with even international events in sweden and japan so this is the type of garbage that we're dealing with um related stories that i can't even get into lesbian ponies for children my little pony tv show joins in gay activism for pride month uh i give you all the links here i think these are going to go out in my next newsletter as well now remember, when I send out newsletters from now on, all you're going to see is a link that will take you to my website so you can actually view the content. Now I'm not doing this to try to drive you to my website, I'm not. But it's just that the way they're getting so big brother on trying to send out an emails, I think that what's happened with my emails is a lot of them are being flagged because of the content because they got all kind of ways they can read this and algorithms and things of this nature. So I think a lot of what I'm sending out is being censored is what I guess I'm trying to say. So <clears throat> that's another reason um, I'm, I'm doing it. I, th I think I'll, have, I'll be less censored. Um, and so you can go to my site, and then you can re-reference my site too. It's not like they'll be up there basically as long as the site is up, all those links. So if you want to go back and revisit anything, you can do that. Um, 
And if you always wanted to, um, you could always copy and paste all the links and put that in an email and send it off if you wanted to send it to somebody. Or you could just send them a link to um, the website, you know, like the, the link I'll be sending out. You could forward that if you wanted. Um, anyway, uh, next report. Again, this, these are these are just related reports. Pastor prays to Baphomet at Texas Capitol. Uh, you can watch that prayer. Uh, Baphomet, you know, the, go to Mendez, the whole basically Lucifer. Uh, then how to tell if your pastor has betrayed you. Another one, Christian school raided by California government. David Lynn arrested. Christian Baker sued a third time. That was the story I told you about the Christian Baker. You can click on that. I could have done reports on all of these just not enough time snitching on christians now pays big time in china uh then another one portland portland oregon right next to washington church training children to be social justice warriors this is a church training them to do this for antifa the most radical element of the um you know i don't know liberals i guess you'd say yeah so this is the stuff we're going on uh other reports that i sent out prayer alert freedom of speech being eliminated rapidly youtube purges hate speech these are all different links you can click on youtube just censored me proof we are being monitored controlled and censored prayer alert the lesbian gay bisexual transgender queer equality act would make it nearly impossible to preach the gospel in public or keep transgenders out of your daughter's restroom see that's their next goal and and donald trump's going to be all on board with this and you're going to see why in a second the passage of the equality act and the taps act Mark the rollout of the Fourth Reich. Now, they haven't been passed yet. I believe they're going to the Senate right now. And what they're probably trying... its I know the Quality Act's already passed the House. And we're going to talk about that quite a bit. TAPS Act is horrible as well. You can click on this link if you like, if you want to know more about it. But um, it's going to the Senate. And I'm sure what they're trying to do right now is garner, garner enough votes that it will get through the Senate. Even though conservatively they said oh we won't do this we won't do a lot of times they'll do that and then they'll they'll wait until the last minute when they have have enough votes before christians can any kind of real outcry can happen and then they ram ram rode it through railroad it through pelosi's radical left democrats in the u.s house of representatives have just passed the so-called equality act and sent it to the senate this extremely dangerous bill has nothing to do with equality or extending the 1964 civil rights act which is now being touted by the leftists in the mainstream media it has been more accurately described rather as one of the most extreme anti-life pro-lgbt indoctrination bills ever proposed learn more if you want to learn more about this attack on the christian democracy by clicking here and signing this petition i'll give you the link there i already sent this out in a, in a newsletter but it heavily it heavily factors into what we're talking about today so i i knew i needed to revisit this if this equality pack act passes it's it's pretty much curtains for any kind of real Christian ministry in America. Put it that way. Tony Perkins, president of Family Research Council, has written that the Equality Act will include the largest expansion of taxpayer-funded abortion this country has ever seen. Isn't that wonderful? I mean, isn't it just, isn't life grand, you know? Um, and Lloyd Marcus of the American Thinker publication states that the LGBTQ enforcer and homosexual Democrat congressman David Salini is sponsor of the Equality Act. Don't imagine that. Salini's evil bill is the most aggressive assault on our constitutional right, liberties, and U.S. history. U.S. history. Okay. If the Equality Act becomes law of the land, every outrageous, tyrannical demand of the LGBTQ activists and forces will become reality. So you think it's bad now? If this passes, 
we've seen nothing. And again, this bill is now on its way to the Senate. Wake up, conservative and Christian America. This is red alert on the Liberty Council's Actions webpage. They dedicated to analyzing the Equality Act. They state the Equality Act elevates sexual orientation and gender identity to the same protected category as race. It will violate religious freedom of, of Americans in numerous ways. And as they know, there is no religious exemption to the bill, just like there's no religious exemption in New York City now for the vaccines. So that's what they're, they, they, they really want to target in Christianity. I think that's their, their main, main goal. So um, there is a, you can watch this. Chances are high that President Trump will sign the Equality Act. And now I'm going to play this video, which is, is posing the question, would President Trump sign the Equality Act? Now, tell you what, before I do that, I'm going to go over this thing and then I'll play the video because it will have more impact. On Friday, May 31st, President Trump put out a statement celebrating LGBT Pride Month. The statement um, reads, this is straight from him. I got the actual tweets right here. You can, I copied and pasted them. Donald, da Donald J. Trump, traitor in chief. Um, as we celebrate LGBT Pride Month and recognize the outstanding contributions the LGBT people have made to our great nation. Yeah, they've defiled it and, the, and they've brought curses on the land and all forms and manner of wickedness. Yeah, they've, they're outstanding achievements. Um, let us stand in solidarity with the many LGBT people who live in dozens of countries worldwide that punish, imprison, or even execute individuals. And that's how the, the card they're always going to play. And then he says on another tweet, the same uh, right after this, he says, on the basis, oh, they execute individuals on the basis of their sexual orientation. My administration has launched a global campaign to decriminalize homosexuality and invite all nations to join us in this effort. But what he's really, really saying is whatever he's going to do is going to take away all the rights of the Christians to protest against this because it will not be allowed anymore. That's what it really boils down to. Now... A statement about this read, homosexuality is not something that president should be celebrating. It's unnatural, unhealthy, immoral behavior. We hope he will continue to stand firm against the so-called Equality Act. I don't think he's going to. And any legislation that threatens religious freedom. Yeah, well, all gloves have come off till after that Bush funeral. He, he's <laughs> the, the true Donald Trump has emerged. Such legislation will use the full force of the federal government to punish Americans who don't embrace the LGBT well, see, let's see what kind of hardcore stance he's taking. He's already he's already saying that the, you know, we, we just read his tweets. Okay, you heard that. Well, did you hear that Trump revealed his LGBTQ for Trump shirts for Pride? You know, he's selling those now. This report reads, as Pride Month approaches and corporations get on the, the Pride action with rainbow-colored products galore... I see this going on everywhere. This is from the Washington Blade. This is their report. Rainbow-colored products galore. Donald Trump has now unveiled his own pride merchandise. Yes, he has. The shirt, here's a link to his to John, DonaldJTrump.com, his own website. This devil is trying to profit off the LGBT pride bunk. And he ran as like this Christian conservative or whatever. He said he was a Christian. And a conservative. He's anything but that. He is a devil. Okay? Donald Trump has now unveiled his own pride merchandise. The shirt, here's a link to the website if you want to go to it. 
I got this verbiage. Um, I got the I got the picture of the shirt right off his website. The shirt described as an exclusive equality tee features the words LGBTQ Q standing for queer for Trump written in the front over a rainbow background. The shirts are available in sizes of small up to three XL. Nice and retail for twenty four dollars. You know. Target's got their, uh, their a whole section now when you go in there on, I, I will not go into that devil place, but they've got their, their you know, same-sex bathrooms now, and they've got whole sections um, that appeal to the kiddies and adults and everyone else just for celebrating gay pride. and all. I mean, I reported on this not too long ago. But now Trump's got his own shirt for this. In 2016, Trump vowed that he would do everything he, he said, quote, I would do everything in my power to protect our LGBTQ citizens from violence and oppression of hateful foreign ideology. And that hateful foreign ideology is, is going to be outlawing Christianity eventually. And doing away, especially with the King James Bible, because some of the Bibles don't, you know, go after it because they're so watered down. But the King James is very clear. We're going to look at those verses at the, uh, at the end here um trump's and then the next report trump supports pride month again pledges to overturn laws criminalizing homosexuality worldwide u.s president donald trump has signaled that he believes the month of june to be dedicated um which you know we're in june right now to be get it dedicated to homosexual rights and ask the world to stand with same-sex attracted people in countries where homosexual conduct conduct is illegal in tweets he published on friday may 31st trump also recalled that his administration is working for homosexual rights worldwide. Well, it was illegal in the Bible, in the Old Testament. And, you know, I'm going to show you the verses. I'm going to show it to you. In tweets he published on Friday, May 31st, Trump also recalled that his administration is working for homosexual rights worldwide. Trump's campaign to overturn foreign laws criminalizing sodomy began this February in Berlin with a strategy dinner with European LGBT activists sponsored by the U.S. Embassy to Germany. The homosexual American ambassador to Germany, Richard Grinnell, is Trump's pick to spearhead the effort. So he's putting openly gay people in these situations. In May, Trump underscored his support for same-sex marriage when, in an interview with Steve Hilton, aired on Fox News, he said he believed it was great and that it seemed normal Thank you, Trump. I'm glad. I'm glad we're going to go by your sense of morality, knowing that you're a child molester and all of the other nefarious, evil garbage you've done. So that means a lot coming from you. That it's great and it seems normal. It probably is great and seems normal for you, but you're a reprobate devil. So you know, of course it would. For um, he said it was great and it seemed normal for Pete, but but gig. Oh, nice, N nice name, but gig. Nice. I'm, I'm sure he changed his name to that probably for campaign with a same-sex spouse. Oh, isn't that wonderful? I think it's absolutely fine. I do. Trump said. I think it's great. Perhaps some people will have a problem with it. I have no problem with it whatsoever. I think it's good. Well, President Trump, what does the Word of God say about this? Because there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. You know, and obviously you think it's right and, and it seems right to you, but see, you're a, you're a God unto yourself, Trump. You've never repented for anything. You've even said that. You say you're a Christian, but you've never asked God for even forgiveness because you don't think there's anything you need to be forgiven of with all of your sordid evil past. No, you don't. This is how seared his conscience is. 
And this is the stuff I should have been saying all along about him because I, I knew about a lot of this stuff beforehand, before, you know, he really went over to the dark side. Trying to give him the benefit of the doubt, thinking, well, maybe, maybe God visited him. I don't know. No, no, no. Tree is known by its own fruit. What does the, what does the Bible have to say about homosexuality? Let's just look at that. Uh, well, and this is going to lead up to something. Number one, God formed man out of the dust of the ground. Genesis 2-7. Then God said, it is not good for man that he should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. Genesis 2-18. God's, God made a woman and brought her unto the man. Genesis 2-22. God said, quote, therefore shall a man leave his father and mother and shall cleave unto his wife and they shall be one flesh. See, this is how God designed it. Genesis 2-24. Then uh, God said it was a sin for a man to lie with another man as he does a woman. In Leviticus 18.22, we're going to go over these verses in Romans 1.24, 26, and 27. And then the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah committed sinful acts of homosexuality and God destroyed both the cities by fire and brimstone. Okay, see Genesis 19, 24 and 25, Isaiah 13, 19, Luke 17, 28 and 29. And again, you know, this is why the Bible will ultimately have to be done away with because, you know, the Sodomites, you know, they can't handle this. They, they, this makes them very, very angry because it reminds them of where they're going, which is hell, if they don't repent. And it um, also reminds them of their sinful behavior and they don't want to have any accountability to anybody. They don't, they don't want that. That's the last thing they want. They don't want anybody, quote, judging them. Well, you will be judged in hell if you don't repent, is, is all I'm saying, you know, to a homosexual doing this stuff. And then God blessed King Asa for obedience. He took away the sodomites, or the homosexuals, out of the land. 1 Kings 15.22, or 15.12, God also blessed King Josiah because... In 2 Kings 23, 7, he break down the houses of the Sodomites. Wow, God blessed him for that. When two different kings that took Sodomites out of the land and one break down the houses of the Sodomites, they were blessed for that. Josiah was one of the most godly kings in all of the Bible. If you actually look at Josiah, I mean, he was, there's like literally nothing I could see in there that God really says against him. I mean, he, he was the real deal. And what did he do? He break down the houses of the Sodomites. Okay, so going further, all sin can be forgiven, even sodomy, homosexuality in this case. Now, you have to understand, the real term for sodomy, though, and I understand, in, in the biblical sense here, the way they're using it, I do believe it's men with men and, and, like, women with women and, you know, that type of stuff. But the actual definition of sodomy is, is far expansive to that. It includes oral sex, okay? Um, and I mean oral sex between a man and a woman. Okay, that's the technical definition of sodomy if you go back 100 years, when the word was known to be what it was. But see, our modern vernacular changed it. So you need, if you don't know about this, you need to go to my website and key in uh, sexual prohibitions because it's very eye-opening. And there's a lot of Christians that are bringing curses on themselves because they're doing things in the bedroom that are forbidden that fall under the classification of sodomy and you're being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Okay. And the Bible says that I therefore become your enemy because I tell you the truth. Yes. Most of the time, if you tell somebody the, the God's honest truth, you will become their enemy. But you know what? My life's not a popularity contest. So that doesn't really bother me. I don't like being a lot of people's enemies, but you know, 
I'm not trying to be people's enemies, but I love you enough to tell you the truth. And I'm telling you, Kian, sexual prohibitions because it'll give you the full definition of what sodomy means, okay? Now, I understand in this context, I do believe they're in reference to men with men, okay? Um, but the full definition is in a natural sex act. Oral sex is not natural. Anal sex is not natural, okay? It's not. And it was well known, you know, leading, I mean, going into the 1900s, what this was in the church. It's just that it got diluted. And, and again, this is a big reason why Satan's been able to enter in and do the things he's done. Because the church is powerless. Because a lot of the times they're participating in all these things and doing things. They're, the women are taking birth control. They're, they're literally killing their babies with the birth control. Because the birth control can act in an abortifactant way. It can. Okay, the pill, the patch... Those types of things, if a woman's on them, a lot of times they're aborting their babies over and over again. And are those babies any less precious in God's eyes than any other thing? Th than any other baby that's... No, it's the same thing. Cause, because life begins at conception. So the women are bringing curses on themselves by taking birth control. And who knows, they might go and they might, uh, you know, appear before God and think that, well, I've never had an abortion. And God informs them, no, you've actually had, you know... 29 abortions in your life and you didn't know about them well you were destroyed for lack of knowledge see that's the thing you got to be very very careful what you're letting putting in your body okay vaccines birth control you don't trust the medical pharma cartel okay they're wicked they're evil i understand emergency emergency medicine is fine it's great save somebody's life or whatever but then again they'll they'll use the organ donation cards if they can if you sign one of those bad boys over they'll keep you alive until they can and then they'll literally harvest your organs alive because that's the only way they can harvest them for them to be good and viable you're alive while they're taking your organs out when you sign one i've got into this in previous teachings is this is this teaching heavy duty enough for you is, is what i guess i'm kind of wondering i'm sorry i'm getting teasing but i mean seriously I'm, I'm telling you the truth i'm telling you the truth unvarnished unvarnished you know, um, and the true definition of sodomy. So, so you've got a husband and wives doing stuff in the bedroom with oral sex that's forbidden, that falls under the definition of sodomy. You've got women taking birth control that are Christians that are aborting their babies. And they wonder why they never can get victory and they never can really get close to God and, and, and this type of stuff. And they, and they feel like they're, they've been hindered their whole life or maybe they brought a curse on their lives. Yeah, well, that by itself will do the job. You know, now I'm not judging you. I'm not, I'm just telling you, I, I'm trying to educate you. I've done studies on all of this stuff. Key in contraception. Okay. In the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com. Key in um, sexual prohibitions or sexual. And you'll probably find it right away. It's all for free. All for free with a PDF included. You know, no one's ever come back to me and said, I can refute this, all of this. Really can't be refuted because I'm just telling you how the stuff works. I'm telling you what the Bible says. I'm telling you what the actual real definitions are, not the modern day watered down vernacular, just like the watered watered down Bibles they got now. Just saying, you know. Um, see, if I'm shown something and I don't tell you about it, then and you keep doing it, then your blood's on my hands, according to Ezekiel three and thirty three. And I don't want that. I'm sure there'll probably be a lot of blood on my hands over, over things that I didn't say, okay? But I'm trying to minimize, I'm trying to keep that to a bare minimum, okay? When I stand before God. I'm selfish that way. But really, what's more, much more important than that, what I just mentioned, is your standing with God and 
and um, that you're not being destroyed for lack of knowledge and that you've repented of these things and that you can get right with God and that you can have power as a Christian and actually really fight this stuff. I just think Satan's got everybody so bound up with so much evil, wicked stuff that they're not even aware of because they haven't put the research time into it. I mean, the Bible talks about like pursuing wisdom like it's the finest jewel and, and ruby and, and, and like it's more precious than gold and silver. And so you have to ask yourself, have you tried to do that? Have you, have you tried to apply that in your life? Now, I'm not saying I've done it enough either, but I've always asked God for wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. And the fear of the Lord is all tied in with that. And that's how I think I know a lot of stuff that's just super obvious to me, but hardly anybody seems to know it in modern day Christianity. And yet it's so obvious if you research it that that is the case. Well, now you're just being prideful. I, I, okay, I'm being prideful, I guess. But I've been shown a lot. And to whom much is given, much is required. So if I don't show it to you, you could interpret that as pride on my end. Well, I'm just trying to show it to you because I love you enough to tell you the truth. That's all I'm trying to do. I mean, I don't want you to stand before God guilty of these things. I don't want that. Does that make me prideful and selfish? But I know one thing. I lost a ton of listeners over the year over these types of issues. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Well, you were warned. Your blood's off my hands. If you left, if you left here because of an issue like that. Now, I'm not talking about my current listeners. I'm talking about ones from the from the past you know of course i might have just lost a tonge after what i just said but you know oh well I, I i it's not my goal at all but i mean i'm just trying to give you the truth um it says all sin can be forgiven even sodomy uh if a person will come to jesus christ by faith and repent of their sins and trust jesus to save them and again if you're not saved go to my webpage continuefortruth.com click on the true salvation tab and go through all those teachings in that order i give you the full shebang there okay it's not just the salvation it's an in-depth study on salvation and then it's all the stuff you do afterward like lord's supper baptism um bearing the cross of christ overcoming all the stuff that goes afterwards I think it's probably, as far as taken as a whole, it's one of the most complete studies I've ever seen on salvation. Now, I'm not saying it has to be that complicated, but I'm talking about I'm trying to equip you fully. But I'm not a church. Understand that I'm not your pastor. I'm not, I'm not, I've never called myself that. I'm not married. The Bible says the pastor is to be the husband of one wife, okay? Not the wife of one husband. And I see all these women pastors, and I'm like, I love it when it's a senior woman's pastor. It's even better. Well, like, like like Joyce Riley. Oh, bless God. I'm the senior woman's pastor at this church. You come to me, boy. I'm the authority around here. Uh, but, um, ma'am, you were never called to be that. Because the Bible doesn't lie. And God doesn't lie. And God is not the author of confusion. Why are you calling yourself a pastor? Bless God, shut your mouth, boy. You know how many people are in my congregation? How many men I have under me? Yeah, and the headship is all messed up and there's no Bible for what you're doing whatsoever. And you will stand before God because you are leading people astray and you are being totally stinking, unbiblical, and you're most likely demon-infested to the toenails and full of pride that's my opinion because if they've based their whole life thinking that 
I was called to be a pastor over church. Well, you never heard from God a day in your life then. Or maybe you did at one time, but somehow you threw the Bible out the window and pride entered in. I did a whole study on this too. Women preachers, what women can do for the Lord. Just key in women. Boy, I'm going to be losing a lot of uh, people today. Probably all over again. They didn't know I did these type of studies. Yeah, I did. I just don't want to rehash it over and over again. But again, I've never had one person come back to me and say, I can refute your teaching point by point on that. Well, maybe with, a, with the Queen James Version, Queen's James, James Version Bible, you know they got that? They got a Queen James Version for queers. They got it, okay? They call themselves queers, okay? I'm just saying. Queens, queers, or whatever. That's what the LGBTQ is, queer. Yeah, that Bible will, you know, if you use that Bible, sure. I couldn't, I couldn't argue. But see, we're, we're, you're using one playing field. I'm using another. You're using one standard for your truth. But then again, they've got, you know, like over 100 different translations beside the King James that are watered down and messed up and, and, and um, leavened. Jesus Christ said, beware of the, uh, the uh, leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. The word of God has been changed. The NIV has 64,098 less words than the King James. That's almost 10% of the total text. There's certain verses that are totally taken out. They're gone. They're not even there. Well, who inspired them to take out? That. You did you know Virginia Mullencott was one of the main translators on the NIV committee, and she's a rabid lesbian. I've got into all this before. Key and King James did a whole series on it. And listen, the the study I did for women, it wasn't because I hate women or anything. That's not the case at all. But. Again, I love them enough to tell them the truth, and I did it, I think, pretty gently. I, I didn't, like, I didn't come like, uh, well, bless God, uh, you do this and you, you know. I, I'm not, no, I didn't go that route. I've never had a woman come back to me and say, I was so offended listening to that. It hasn't happened yet. I mean, I might get it tomorrow, who knows, but it's getting what women can do. But see, it's like in the church, anything goes. Anything goes. Doctrine doesn't really matter anymore. It's just anything goes. And um, this is a big reason and probably the main reason all the stuff I'm reporting on is going on because the church has totally failed and has totally left the battlefield. And, and, and what has come in to occupy that place in the battlefield is evil. It's taken over. The church is asleep for the most part. And there's only a very small praying remnant left. That's pretty much how I would assess everything. How can you even look at just today's study? And I, I don't know how I could come to any other conclusion than that. All right, let's go forward. I'm not going to be able to get through this in the next part. Um, if the if the if a person refuses to repent, then they will perish forever in the film in the flames of eternal hellfire. And there's a whole bunch of Bible verses with that. Um, now, Corinthians six. 9 and 10. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived. Neither fornicators, that's sex outside of marriage, nor idolaters, uh, that could encompass a lot of things, nor adulterers, well, that's sex within marriage, outside of marriage. Um, like, okay, you're married, but then you're, you're cheating on your spouse. Nor effeminate. Effeminate? Like, an, an, really, what you're thinking there, I, I believe, is more of an effeminate gay guy. 
is what you're in reference to here. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind, which would also fall under the whole men with men and women with women. Nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. So we need to be, you know, checking ourselves. Um, because this is serious stuff here. Very serious. Romans 1, 26 and 28. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections. For even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men leaving the natural use of the woman burned in their lust one toward another. Sounds like gay people and lesbians, right? Men with men working that which is unseemly and receiving in themselves the recompense which is like the reward of their heir, which was meat. That word meat means apt or fitting or right or just. It was, they deserved it in other words. And even as they did not like to retain God and their knowledge. Yeah, that's why they got to do away with the Bible because they don't want to hear this stuff I'm saying. Okay. God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient, which is what's happening in mass. Just like God sending the strong delusion. You know? He's letting this happen because this is what they're begging for. He's, he's letting them have what they want. He gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. Now, it says something also here. I skipped a couple verses, and I, I shouldn't have. Romans 1.29, where he says, He gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient. And that means fitting or apt. Okay, now, what are what are we talking about here? We're talking in this particular context about um homosexual men and women gays and lesbians okay he gave them over to a reprobate mind to do those things which are not convenient and they just listed all this so we know that's what they're talking about here the context of this verse now what else does it say about these types now this is if they're left to themselves unchecked this will be the logical ending conclusion of them being filled with all unrighteousness fornication i mean the, the, the gays, you know, they've got the morals of alley cats. I, you know, so when they get married, they have like the highest divorce rate you can imagine and they cheat on their spouses and it's so gross because they're not married in God's eyes anyway, but you know, they want to have that distinction of being married like other people and be on equal footing. Anyway, being filled with all unrighteousness, fornication, wickedness, covetousness, maliciousness, full of envy, murder, debate, deceit, malignity, whispers. They're full of um, murder? You think those lesbians were full of murder? What they did to that poor little boy, an eight-year-old, nine-year-old boy, who was there, who was the one lesbian's own son, cutting off his genitals, rip, or cutting his face off, stabbing him multiple times, and then beheading him, and then putting him on a barbecue, and then filleting him, and in, in, in drawing quartering him, and dismembering him, and putting him in an, in a in a uh, suitcase, and then putting him in the sewer. That kind of describes what we're talking about here. But see, left to themselves, left to their logical end, that is what will happen with a lot of the gay people. They only live to be 39 years old on average. The average, um, I know it's the average gay male. The statistics are all there. The Bible says the wicked shall not live out half their days. Well, maybe that's a big reason why their lifespan is so short. Because their, their lifestyle is so disgusting. And because you reap what you sow, and when you do that level of wickedness, you don't live long. You die real quick. 
whisperers, backbiters, haters of God, despiteful, proud, boasters, inventors of evil things, disobedient to parents, without understanding, covenant breakers, without natural affection, implacable, unmerciful, who knowing the judgment of God, that they which commit such things are worthy of death, not only do the same, but have pleasure in them that do them. And that's why they're always trying to recruit too. Not only they get more sexual partners, but also because the more people are doing it, the better they feel about themselves. Because hey, if everybody's doing it, it must not be that bad. That's how they think in their mind. Okay, so let's go further. What does the Bible say in the Old Testament? Well, we're not under the Old Testament. Okay, but isn't God the same today, yesterday, and forever? I mean, I'm not saying that this is what we're supposed to do now. Old Testament, Old Testament Levitical law in this particular case, but wouldn't the same kind of principle apply? Would God want homosexuality going on in the land based on these verses that I'm reading you? Okay, because why? Because it defiles the land and we're going to see that. Leviticus 2013 says, if a man lie with mankind as he lieth with a woman, both of them have committed an abomination, they shall surely be put to death. Their blood shall be upon them. Why? Because if they're if that doesn't happen, then they're going to defile the land. And by actually killing them, evidently their blood is upon them, and that curse doesn't go on the land. It's a scriptural principle. I'm not saying we do that now, okay? Because I don't see any New Testament things where Jesus is saying round up the Sodomites and do this, okay? But Old Testament was common knowledge. This is what you did. It wasn't debatable. It wasn't whatever. You just this is what you did. Because you did not want your land to be defiled. Uh, but because this, I mean, this is so prevalent now. It's so the norm now. And you look and you're like, I can't, I can't comprehend all the wickedness encroaching in on every. Well, this is one of the main things you can do to bring curses on the land and wickedness on the land. It's just have a lot of child baby murder. And um, the just a child baby murder and all the, the gays having gay sex and doing all the, the debauched stuff they do, that by itself will, will just eventually destroy a nation. 100%. God will have to send judgment. Leviticus 18, 22 through 30. Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It is an abomination. Neither shalt thou lie with any beast to defile thyself, with, meaning sex with animals, which the Muslims love that. Neither shall any woman stand before beast to lie down thereto. It is confusion. Defile ye not yourself in any of these things, for in all the, these the nations are defiled, which I cast out before you. And the land is defiled. Meaning, if you do this, the land is defiled. So can you imagine how defiled America is? And, you know, other places where this is prevalent. Therefore, I do visit the iniquity thereof upon it. And the land itself vomiteth out her inhabitants. Which is probably what's getting ready to happen here in America. If something doesn't push this back, and I don't see the church doing anything to push this back, I see them going along with it. They're all they're they're on their five hundred one c three little enclaves with their and a lot of them are on the clergy response team, and they're ready to become the little narc enforcers and turn in their congregation and tell them to get those forced vaccines and then tell them to get on the, those old rail cars to go to the FEMA camps. That's pretty much how I view it. I don't know. Call, call me, call me um, Johnny Raincloud. I don't know. It goes on to say, "Ye shall keep 
Therefore, my statutes and my judgments and shall not commit any of these abominations, neither any of your own nation, nor any stranger that sojourneth among you. For all these abominations have the men of the land done, which were before you. And the land is defiled, that, that the land spew not you out also when ye defile it, as it spewed out the nations that were before you. For whosoever shall commit any of these abominations, even the souls that commit them, shall be cut off from among their people. Therefore, shall ye keep mine ordinance, ye that ye not commit any of these abominable customs that were committed before you and that ye defile not yourselves therein i am the lord your god and then luke 17 26 through 30 says as it was in the days of noah or noah so shall it be in the days of the coming of the son of man they did eat they drank they married wives they were given in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. The reason the flood came and destroyed them all is because the most likely the gene pool had been so defiled and the thought of every man was only evil continually according to Genesis 6 and, and it repented God that he even made man so God really had no choice. He had to hit the reset button, put eight people on the ark plus the animals and their DNA wasn't defiled and start over. Because that's what happens when you have the days of Noah and the days of Lot commingled which is what we have now. Granted, I'm not saying he's going to do that now. He's not going to let it get that bad where he has to destroy the whole earth. Okay, we know what the Bible says in Daniel and Revelation and elsewhere. Um, but um, it's going to be like that though, the days of Lot and the days of Noah. And then likewise, also in the days of Lot, they did plant, they drank, they bought, they sold, they planted, they builded. But the same day that Lot went out of Sodom, it rained fire and brimstone from heaven and destroyed them all. Even thus shall it be in the day when the Son of Man is revealed. So when whether you're pre-trib, mid-trib, post-trib, pre-wrath, whatever you are, we're in the days of the Son of Man. We're, we're, we're before that. I mean, you know, if, if the tribulation, you know, started in a week from now, you know, it, it's, it's close. It's seven years max, basically, depending on your eschatolog eschatological viewpoints or whatever on that. Uh, anyway. Jude 1, 6 through 7. This is an amazing two pieces of scripture also regarding gaze, regarding this. Because it ties in the days of Noah and Sodom and Gomorrah and all of this stuff that we've just talked about together. Remember, as it was in the days of Noah, as it was in the days of Lot, Jesus said. Well, this ties them both together. Jude 1, 6. And the angels which kept not their first estate. That word estate means home or abode. Okay. These are the ones that fell. Okay. That I believe that the book of Enoch talks about. And I'm not saying it's canon of scripture, but the book of Enoch is like a big expansion of Genesis 6, particularly the first parts of it. If you get it, only get the blue hardcover from the Baptist press that made it. And it has all the King James cross references. Okay. I've done a whole teaching on that. Ken, Enoch, book of enoch or whatever in the keyword search box at contendingfordruth.com and you'll find it anyway the angels which kept, which kept not their first estate but left their own habitation they fell to earth he hath reserved in everlasting chains under darkness under the judgment of the great day well, what did they do that was so bad i mean man that's pretty bad they're in a special compartment of hell talks about them in peter it says they're in hell okay but if you translate that word hell in peter it tr is translated from the Greek word Tartaros, which is a special compartment of hell, okay, where the fallen angels are. The angels which kept not their first estate, but left their own habitation, 
Well, man, that doesn't seem like that big of a deal. I mean, they just, they fell, they, they went away from God, but man, they, now they're in chains of darkness in the special compartment of hell under judgment in the great day? Well, they did a little more than fall, you see, because verse 7 tells us that. And this is where I, I just, it cracks me up when I have these pastors and stuff try to straighten me out over, over the years, particularly the Baptist ones. Where, oh, bless God, well, Scott, you know, you're, you're so wrong about this fallen angel stuff and procreate with women and this godly son of Seth, obviously. And I'm like, really? Do you realize if you do any kind of, etym like, you look at that word sons of God in the Old Testament, it only is ever in reference, which is derived from the Hebrew. It's, it's only ever in reference to angels. I believe one or two times in, in, um, Genesis 6, where it's talked about originally, and then, uh, I don't know, three or four times in Job, where it says the, the sons of God. Well, no, it's not. In the New Testament, sons of God are believers. Yeah, New Testament, derived from a different underlying text type, and it means a different thing, okay, in the New Testament. Sons of God is, oh, is in reference to, like, a New Testament believer. That's how it's referred to. But in the Old Testament, if you compare scripture with scripture like we're supposed to do, line upon line, precept upon precept, here a little, there a little, if we do that from the Old Testament, it's clearly that we're dealing with fallen, with angels. Okay? And this is another verse that confirms this. That, you know, I don't see how they could possibly explain this one away. Because it says in Jude 1.6, and the angels kept not their first state, but left their own habitation. Okay, they're in everlasting chains of darkness on this great day. What do they do? What do they do so bad? Well, it tells you in the next verse. Jude 1.7. Even, okay, so they're comparing this as a parallel, even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication. Oh, oh okay, so the, so the sin was fornication of the angels, obviously, because it's comparing a parallel thing with Sodom and Gomorrah giving themselves over to fornication. That's what the angels did too. And going after strange flesh. See, when a man goes after a man, in God's eyes, that's going after strange flesh. Or a man goes after an animal, that's going after strange flesh. Everybody involved dies in the Old Testament. You kill the, you kill the animal and you kill the human. Now, I know you, that's not fair to the animal. I'm just telling you, that's what the Bible says because you don't want to defile the land. So the absolute total parallel in God's eyes, he views this the same way. The angels, they kept not their first estate. And, and the, the absolute parallel example of this is even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, around them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. See, they both did the same thing. The men of Sodom and Gomorrah were going after strange flesh fornicating and the fallen angels that they're referencing here which are the fallen angels in genesis 6 went after strange flesh and fornicated with them the bible says they took them wives all that they chose and the wives bore them giants the men of old the men of renown wasn't the godly line of south or the daughter the wicked daughters of cain it doesn't say that anywhere i mean what a, what a reach no scriptural mayor i've done tons of studies on this we proved this biblically flesh this out it's so easy And it's, again, it's not because I'm, I'm cocky or proud or what I'm, I'm just telling you, it's not that hard if you just compare scripture with scripture. But see, that scares them too much, I guess. I don't know. It scares a lot of people. 
that, wow, we could have giants coming back. They're already here, guys. They're already here. I've just told you in the, in, in the last study. A lot of them are in stasis right now. These mounds that they've got around the country that are protected. Tons of people have, have actually been able to gain access to these things. And they're like, I go, I go into these mounds or, or, or these burial grounds or they've stumbled on them. Archaeologists have stumbled on them over the years and they, they're in these. I, I gave, I gave they've, some people have taken pictures of them. I've done studies where we posted them. Showed you pictures of these things in stasis. They're in these stasis chambers around the world and they're waiting for their big debut. And the New World Order knows about them. The government knows about them. All the black ops knows about them. And they are going to be scheduled to be activated, I believe, probably around the start of the tribulation when the Antichrist and the false prophet come. See, we're going to be dealing with the days of Noah here real soon. The literal days and the days of Lot. We, we're already in the days of Lot for sure. Days of Noah are pretty much here too, but you know the giants just haven't been totally manifest. And I think this is going to coincide with the with the whole coming of the Antichrist and false prophet and the ascended masters making their big debut and saying, you know, we created you and all this other stuff. We're yoked up with the aliens and you know you're a little science project and we created you millions of years ago and you're a little thing and, and you messed everything up. We got to come back and straighten everything out. We'll bring you world peace and everything. You just got to bow down and worship us and do whatever we tell you to do. And take this little thing called the mark of the beast. So you, because if you don't do it, you won't be able to buy, sell or trade. And you got to worship the beast too. You know, just this, that, you know, that's all we really require. Yeah. But again, I, that's uh, everything I've just said. I've covered in multiple, multiple teachings over the span. Who knows how many I don't even know how many teachings I've got up now. Separate parts. It's probably like 2,500 to 3,000. Um, so anyway, a little lighthearted teaching. I mean, a little lighthearted teaching never hurt anybody. Uh, so I love Jude 1, 6, and 7 because there you go, right there, the two parallels that Jesus talked about. Noah's day and the days of Lot. And here it is again. Noah's day was Jude 1.6. The days of Lot was Jude 1.7, but they're tied together because they gave themselves over to fornication and they went after strange flesh. When a fallen angel fell and he saw the daughters of men that they were fair and they took them wives, that was, that was in God's eyes, their version of going after strange flesh because the angels were never meant to do that. They left their first estate, their abode, their home, which was heaven. So that they could take these wives and defile mankind and create these giants. Job 4.8 Even as I have seen, they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness reap the same. That's what is happening. And this is why their lifespan so decreased. On average. Next verse. By the blast of God they perish and by the breath of his nostrils are they consumed. Psalm 37, 38, but the transgressors shall be destroyed together and the end of the wicked shall be cut off. Psalm 101, verse 8, I will destroy all the wicked of the land that I may cut off all the wicked doers from the city of the Lord. You see, when God judges wickedness, good things always happen. Always. We view it like, oh no, we don't want God. Yeah, you, we really do want God's judgment because the thing is, is, is if things keep getting worse and worse, like they're going, well, 
you're going to be annihilated anyway. The wickedness is good. The Bible even says that if, if God didn't shorten those days, there would no flesh be spared. Okay? When God judges wickedness, good things always happen. Just read Psalm 64. Listen to my teaching on Psalm 64. Key it in the search box there. It, it's life-changing. Totally life-changing. That, that's changed my life, that Psalm, more than just about any other thing I'd ever done. Now, may, maybe it won't have the same impact on you. I, I think God, we're not all cookie-cutter. Certain things are you know more meant for maybe different people and things like they'll have a bigger impact but i still think it's going to have a big big impact on you i had a lot of people give me a lot of testimonies on that over the years and i can't take credit for that because the first person oh boy the pastor i'm trying to remember um pastor weaver was the first person that actually preached on that and i give you the whole testimony when i do that because it was really miraculous how god brought me to that i mean it was more than even that it was unbelievable all right i'm gonna play this last video try to get this in here and this is entitled would president trump sign the equality act so see i said all that stuff just now so i can play this last video here um on good old trump and this is from i believe true news would donald j trump sign such a bill well, it depends on who you ask. Now, remember, this is the bill that would just basically eviscerate all of our rights as Christians and, and give the LGBTQ crowd any single thing they wanted. It would criminalize free speech against, uh, against it would probably outlaw any biblical, probably outlaw the King James Bible. I mean, we don't even know what the full ramifications of this thing passes. Okay, so this is, he said he wouldn't sign it, Trump did, but I don't believe anything out of his mouth at all. I mean, look at all the stuff he's just doing, condoning lesbian. They'll, he'll get supposedly last minute talked into it or whatever, thinking it's a good thing, thinking Christians will be supporting it or whatever. And it'll be railroaded through, railroaded through so quick that, you know, you won't even know it hit you. Because the critics of the bill say Trump is against it. But when I read President Trump's statement, I didn't see that he's against it. As a matter of fact, he has not said anything there's been a statement from an unnamed person at the White House. A senior official. Makes you wonder which one that was. All right, so um, according to the Washington Blade, a gay publication back in May, it says a senior administration official indicated exclusively to the Washington Blade that President Trump opposes the bill. Now listen to this. Listen closely to what the White House aide said. Quote, the Trump administration absolutely opposes discrimination of any kind and supports the equal treatment of all. Now, where does that put Donald Trump? It sounds like he's against it there. No, Before he's pro-LGBT pro rights, okay? And then he gives this caveat here. However, this bill in its current form. Right, so in its current form. Is filled with poison pills that threaten to undermine parental and conscious rights. In other words, the way the bill is now, he's opposed to it, but if we get rid of this stuff, right. if they be take all the for poison it. pills yep. out, yep. Trump will sign it. That's what the White House officials say. Yep. You gotta make some amendments and then Trump will sign it. And that's absolutely we're, we're this close to losing basically all of our religious freedom. Because this will take it away. This will be it. I mean, other than lukewarm Christianity, anybody that wants any semblance of real Christianity, it, it will be outlawed at that point. I mean, I'm not going to say that if it gets enacted that we're all going to go to jail the next day, but it will be, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll start tightening the noose right after it's implemented. Ooh, if we look at 
history, actually just during his administration. We go to the USMCA, the US, uh, United States, Mexico, Canada agreement, the replacement for NAFTA. There was a very same provision, similar provision to this, embedded in the actual, uh, I'd say once they build a treaty that Mexico and Canada and President Trump happily signed what in Argentina. What does gender identity have to do with trade? Because they're, they're, it's, it's globalist soft law, Doc. You, you get uh, globalist uh, agenda items into what I call soft law, which is it's not necessarily that a legislature has passed it and it's been signed. You get it into soft law by getting treaties and various agreements between nations. And, and so with this, uh, with the new NAFTA treaty, which has not been ratified yet. That's right. But the Trump administration either inserted or agreed to the insertion of the, legend, of the language that puts this radical LGBT rights agenda inside the new NAFTA treaty, which means that Canada, the United States, and Mexico will be obligated to implement the LGBT treaty. And Donald Trump isn't telling the American people because he's deceiving us about it. Yeah. I don't care about you Trump people. I don't care. You can get as mad as you want. I'm telling you the truth. Donald Trump is deceiving the American people yes. about what's in that NAFTA treaty. Yep. His little son-in-law, Jared Kushner, the Zionist, I'm certain, is the one who made sure that that language was in the treaty. If I'm wrong, somebody at the White House tell us who inserted the language in the NAFTA treaty. Because it's going to be a treaty, and you can't go to the Supreme Court and have it overturned, Doc. Yep. Because the Supreme Court says treaties trump yep. the Constitution. They do. Right. That's how so many of our rights have been taken away, through treaties. And the Supreme Court will not overturn a treaty. So Jared and Ivanka are doing their evil work in the White House. And either President Trump doesn't... Doing that Kabbalah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, Trump's probably right along with him because he's a, he's a Kabbalist as well. Oh, it's there or he's deceiving the American people. Well, he has to know because this isn't the first time it's come up with... I'm giving him a little bit of benefit of the doubt, but just you, for the you, sake of the Trump supporters. But back in 2000, when he was considering running for president as a Reform Party candidate, he came out then and said, hey, I'm all open to amending the Civil Rights Act, opening up for protection for uh, lesbians, gays, Absolutely. bisexual, transgender. So this was back in 2000. That's right. And just, so. just Doc, just days ago, the end of May, for the first time, President Trump recognized June as Gay Pride Month. Yes, right. Now, other first president, president ever. Right, other president. Not the first oh. president. No, no. This is the first time Donald Trump. Well, has done. President Trump has done. I mean, Obama did it, and every, others. But President Trump went on record saying, "Quote: As we celebrate LGBT Pride Month and recognize the outstanding contributions of LGBT people have made to our great nation, let us also stand in solidarity with many LGBT people who live in dozens of countries worldwide that punish, imprison, and execute individuals on the basis of their sexual orientation. My administration has launched a global campaign to decriminalize homosexuality." And you know how that's the Obama agenda. And you know how they're administering that? They're administering it through the religious office 
the International Religious Discrimination Office that they've established. Is that how they're doing it? Yes. Through the State Department. And so-called evangelical Mike Pompeo is leading it at the State Department. <laughs> Where is the Christian evangelical the, church? The, the, the same one that's, that's getting us into World War III and says he's thoroughly examined the Iranian situation and it's definitely Iranian attack. Yeah, that's like basically going to Satan and saying, well, who did it, Satan? Well, obviously it's Iran because, I mean, Pompeo's pure evil, most likely a blood-drinking blood Luciferian anyway, like they all are at that level. Where are they? In Jerusalem. That's yes. all they care about. They will not oppose this. If Donald Trump signs this bill, if the Republicans amend it and the Democrats accept it and Donald Trump signs it, the Christian Zionists and the evangelicals in this country will not say a word. Right. Because they don't care about Jesus Christ. They only care about Israel. Right. You hear what I said? Christian Zionists do not care about Jesus Christ in the kingdom of God. They only care about the kingdom of Israel. That's it. And they will not challenge Donald Trump. They will not threaten to withdraw their support because they don't care about the Holy Bible. They don't care about Jesus Christ. They don't care about righteousness. They only care about Zionism being imposed around the world. That's what the evangelicals in this country support. Nothing else motivates them. They could care less about abortion. They could care less about the introduction of pornography into society. They clearly could care less about the Equality Act, which is going to amend, if it gets to the full extent, the rights of Christians in this country. Okay, so um, Donald Trump was asked uh, last month about uh, the Democratic candidate, uh, Mayor, Mayor Pete Buttigieg. What is Buttigieg? Buttigieg. All right. I hope he doesn't get the nomination because I don't want to say his name that much. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Pete Buttigieg, who is married to a man. Okay. So Donald Trump was asked, what do you think about it? Do we have that soundbite? We do. All right. Let's, watch. let's let Donald Trump tell you what he thinks about a man marrying a man. We've got the town hall with Pete Buttigieg. Um, Buttigieg. There you go, uh, this, this weekend. Just one thing on him, putting aside policy disagreements, don't you think it's just great to see the fact that you've got a guy there Devil. Um, on the stage with his husband, yeah. and it's normal, it's not even I seen as a big I think it's absolutely fine, I do. I and, but it's it's a, isn't it a sign of great progress in the country that that's just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it's great. I think absolutely. that's... Uh, something that perhaps some people will have a problem with. I have no problem with it whatsoever. Well, you know, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, and there are the ways of death, and, you know, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And he that trusteth in his own heart is a fool. And I gave you the full biblical, what does the Bible say? And obviously the Bible says the exact polar opposite of what devil Trump just said. He's absolutely fine with it. He thinks it's great. He has no problem with it. Well, let me tell you, Mr. Trump, Almighty God has a problem with it. That's who has a problem with it. So we Christians went to work and we got Donald Trump elected. For what? For what, Doc? For what? <laughs> what did we get? We're at war. He's talking to me. I didn't want to say anything because I'm, I was, no, just kidding, teasing, teasing. You haven't uh, turned around anything on abortion and now the, the Bible itself is under attack. But Rick, he was at church Sunday. <laughs> that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean anything. He doesn't know the Bible. 
He doesn't know the oh, Bible, come on. and he doesn't know Christ. And no one around him is going to tell him no. the Bible either. No. <laughs> they, they're afraid. He's never repented for anything. He said that. He says that he was asked that question, and he's like, I don't know. I've never, I've never asked forgiveness for anything. He's, there's nothing to ask forgiveness for, obviously. Because they all... The, Preachers that are on his evangelical, hey, I know some of you are watching because you can't stand me. And you, you watch the evangelical Christians. Yeah, I drive you crazy. But those of you who are on his advisory board, why are you such a coward? Why are you such a coward? Why, why aren't you Nathan? Why aren't you standing up to the king and saying, thus saith the Lord? Because they have no word from the Lord. No, they have no word from the Lord. All they want is a seat at the table to promote Israel. Condo in the new kingdom. That's it. They're after land. They want land. They want the Jews and Israel to get... Again, True News is very credibly fixated on everything. They say Israel. They should be saying synagogue of Satan. They really have a tendency to throw the baby out with the bath water. And they act like the Palestinians are just innocent little kittens that have never done anything wrong. It's not like they've been lobbing rockets over at Israel for, you know, the past 30 years or whatever it's been. I've documented it over and over again. And granted, I'm not saying Israel maybe hasn't done stuff to possibly provoke them. But you look at Muslim doctrine. You look at what the Quran says. And it says, kill, slay the infidel. Yasser Arafat was main goal was drive the Jews into the sea. I mean, kill every last one of them. Their main goal in in Islam is to kill the Jews. Listen, I'm not going to apologize for that and all of a sudden say, oh, the Palestinians are so puritanical and wonderful and perfect. And those mean old Jews over there in Israel have no right to defend themselves because the the, uh, Palestinians, which are all Muslims essentially, doing this stuff, doing all the terrorist acts, you know, they're doing this because their unholy book and their imams and their unholy books tell them to do this. So they're not innocent either. So again, I'm trying to have biblical balance here and true news is just totally, it's all the Jews. It's Israel. They make, they make no delineation rarely on like the synagogue of Satan versus just an average Jewish person. It's like they're kind of throwing the whole baby out of the bathwater. They're ignoring large pieces of scripture in like Romans and things where, you know, it says boast not against the, the, the true branches and these types of things. And that in the have God forsaken Israel, God forbid type of thing. They're not looking at any of that. And that's the, that's the risk you get going into this mode. And you'll never see me do that. You will not see me go over to that side. Like, um, Rick Wiles is or Tex Mars was very, very much that way. And I'm not saying there's not a lot of truth that they get into, but it's to the point where they have like a hatred for Israel almost. And what that always does, a byproduct of that is always you end up being sympathetic to Muslims. Muslims are some of the biggest devils on the planet. They're the, they're the main battering ram that Satan is using to annihilate country sovereignty and to, and to annihilate the white countries that they're bringing them into and that's their that's the that is the synagogue of satan doing it true but they're using the muslims as a battering ram they're they're just as wicked they're just not as smart as as the overall as the synagogue of satan is because they're using them like puppets on a string but if if the muslims had their way in their druthers they would kill all the jews too because their unholy books tell them to do that So again, I'm trying to have biblical balance here. 
And so bear that in mind whenever you watch True News that that will be the case. Them some Palestinian land for being their slaves in America and pushing the Zionist propaganda in the churches. They want to get paid off with some Palestinian land for their retirement. I just called it out what, it, what they're doing. The Jews, when they went back and reoccupied the little bit of land that they were giving, gave up all kinds of land over and over and over again. And now they're starting to take some back, okay? But every time they would give up land, the, the uh, Muslims would just move the rockets in closer. I've documented this over and over again. So again, it's very important to have balance. And when it comes to that subject, True News has no balance at all. It's just total sympathy toward the Muslims in Palestine. Like there's some just puritanical little kittens that would never harm anybody, which is the biggest lie I've heard lately. I just laid it out. That's the reason. That's the reason their mouths are shut about sin in this country, because they want their payoff at the end. They, they, want to get, they want to make sure they get their retirement account, that they played the game right. Well, you playing the game right is going to get you sent to hell. Because you're, you're of no account to God. What, what value are you to God as a preacher? You're afraid of men. You're afraid of, of, of pagans. You're afraid of the devil. That's all it is, Doc. They're afraid. And they cower. And they won't preach righteousness. They won't preach the truth. They won't quote the scriptures. Right. And now... What I read at the beginning of this program, what that man said 32 years ago, we're going to force you to change your Bible. We're going to make you rewrite your Bible. And the two groups are teaming up that make us rewrite the Bible over my dead body. It'll be the homosexuals yep. and the Zionists. Right. Because True. the Zionists do True. not want yep. New Testament scriptures that talk about what the Jews did to Christ. Right. And the persecution they did. And also, they, they hate Jesus Christ, number one. They deny him is, is even existing much of the time. Or if they do acknowledge him, the Talmud, the Babylonian Talmud, says the most wicked things you could possibly imagine about Jesus. Things that I can't even repeat on air. And that's and that's how a lot of Jews in, that, that are Talmudic Jews, which, you know, is very, very common. That's how they are raised. And, you know... For them, the New Testament is all lies and another gospel, and, and, and it's not works-based, and it's, uh, they, they hate Jew, they, they hate Jesus. So, you know, they're, I could totally understand them wanting to get rid of the New Testament. Against the early church. Because the New Testament is anti-Semitic. According to their stand, according to the State Department, it's anti-Semitic. All right, so we got Donald Trump saying, same-sex marriage is okay with him. Well, it's not with me, Donald Trump, and you're no longer okay with me either. I'm getting off the Trump train. I'm not, as of right now, I am neutral. I have no interest at all in the 2020 election. I don't either. I'm not playing this game. None. We, it's we, all theater. This has proven to me, without a doubt, that all of this is theater. Every bit of it, these elections or whatever, it's all theater. All of it. So, you know, 
I have no interest. Um, I've been off the Trump train for a long... I was never fully on it. I was cautiously optimistic, like a lot of Christians. Ted Brewer was at the beginning. I guess Rick Wiles was kind of at the beginning. But slowly, you're starting to see these ministries come out, and, and, and a lot of them are actually starting to... Chuck Baldwin now are actually starting to call Trump out for who he is. And, and I'm hoping that you know it continues to happen at a very rapid pace because the way they're advancing their agenda right now... Um, as aggressive as they are, whatever they're trying to implement, and again, if World War III, if they want World War III by October, well, then that could give us a very narrow window. Pushed for Trump to be elected, to give this country a reprieve, to give it time to repent. And we've refused. And the country has refused to repent, and the church has refused to repent. So now, there's no point in going to God and asking for another reprieve, because we know what we're going to get here. Right. This is scary stuff, Doc. It's scary where we're going. I don't know how far and how long we sink as a nation. But at some point, this nation will be overtaken. We'll be driven off the land. The land will mm -hmm. puke us out. Yep. That's the exact verses I just said because of all of the baby murder and all of the of the sodomy all the, because the, this whole this whole garbage about well i don't care what i've heard christians say this quite a bit i don't care what they do as long as they don't bother me it's not affecting me yes it is affecting you when two sodomites are going at it they're defiling the land okay whether it's woman to woman man with man now i don't even know how that how that all plays out if it's like husband and wife under the technical definition of sodomy. I can't think it would help. I can't think it would be a good thing. Put it that way. Okay? All the baby killing going on in all the abortion clinics. All of the idolatry going on. You know, with like, you know, sports and in Hollywood and all of the garbage that's out. I mean, there, there's a lot of things that, are def that I think are potentially defiling the land. But those ones that I just mentioned, I think, are at the top of the list. Will be vomited off the earth out of this country by the land itself because that's biblical when the land is soaked with sin the land itself vomits the idolaters off the land there'll be an invading army that comes in pushes the american people out the american the uh, uh, invading army where have you heard that have i got into the the russian and the chinese troops already here and, and all the illegal alien invader hordes and how there's a lot of fifth column troops embedded into those hordes and all that type of stuff. I wonder if that has anything to do with what he's talking about. Drivers will be slaves to the invaders. And not before they uh, make enemies out of the people of righteousness. I mean, they will. Yes. I mean, they'll, they'll take them to court, you know, or worse. Where, where are we going to be dragged? Where did Jesus say that we, we will be dragged to? Into the synagogues. Into the synagogues. Jesus didn't say they're going to drag you into the Islamic mosque. He didn't say you're going to drag you into the prisons. He said the synagogues. The synagogues, and they will beat you. Now, that's Jesus, and that's in Matthew 24. Right. He's talking about the last days, isn't he? Yes. But if I... Now, I will say, though, that he was speaking to an exclusive Jewish audience when he said that. He was addressing a totally 100% Jewish audience when he said that. So he's applying that to all Gentiles as well. Now, if we go into these Noahide laws, okay, I could understand how that might be the case. But are they going to set up synagogues everywhere? Like satanic synagogues? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. I'm just, I, I kind of want to give that as a caveat because 
a little bit of context there. Oh, Jesus, that makes me anti-Semitic. But Jesus said in the last days they will drag you into the Jewish synagogues and beat you. So here we are. We're in the last days. We're about to be dragged into the synagogues and beaten. All right. Um, you brought up, uh, Doc, you brought up that Donald Trump, uh, in the year 2000, he toyed, I forgot about this, that he played around with running for president in 2000 on the Reform Party ticket sure did. started by Ross Perot. And he gave an interview to The Advocate, a gay magazine, gay newspaper. Right. And he clearly stated his views on LGBT rights in the year 2000. Yes. So let's go down some of these and just highlight it so that people know where Donald Trump stands. Because if you think he's going to oppose this bill, you are foolish. He's going to do his best to get it passed. They're just going to do some amendments, yep. but they're going to get this thing passed because Ivanka and Jarrett want it. Right. Okay. So he was Add asked this on your prayer list, the Equality Act, that it does not go through because I'm telling you, if it does, um, it's pretty much over for any kind of religious freedom of Christians in America. Year 2000 by by the advocate. Why should gays and lesbians be interested in you as a presidential candidate? Okay. So he talks about his growing up in New York. Question, would we see gay people in a Trump administration? What did he say? He said, I, I would want the best and brightest. Sexual orientation would be meaningless. I'm looking for brains and experience. If the best person for the job happens to be gay, I would certainly appoint them. One of the key problems today is that politics is such a disgrace. Good people don't go into government. I want to change that. Now, he's followed through with this, actually. Richard Grinnell, our ambassador to Germany. Who gets no interviewed on CBN. Right. Pat Robertson interviews Donald Trump's homosexual ambassador, and Pat Robertson doesn't see anything wrong with interviewing him. Well, he has no problem with abortion show. either, so we know where Pat Robertson and he doesn't, Yeah, and he doesn't believe Genesis either. So there's an, uh, another sellout, sold-out Jesus Christ. Doc, what we said about this equality bill that just passed the House is that it it amends the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Right. Now, the next question that Donald Trump was asked in the year 2000, what would you do to combat anti-gay prejudice? Doc, please read the first few sentences of what he said he would do. I like the idea of amending the 1964 Civil Rights Act to include a ban of discrimination based on sexual orientation. It would be simple, it would be straightforward. We don't need to rewrite the laws currently on the books, although I do think we need to address hate crimes legislation. But amending the Civil Rights Act would grant the same protection to gay people that we give to other Americans. It's only fair. Right now, Rick, every person is protected under the Civil Rights Act. But, he's, but the very thing that this bill is doing to bring this radical sexual perversion into the laws of America, which is amending the 1964 Civil Rights Act, this is what Donald Trump said in the year 2000. This is the way he would do it. Yes. Right. Then why do you think he won't sign this bill? He will sign it. He goes on to say that he is the first person to suggest it. 
He brags that he came up with the idea of amending the 1964 Civil Rights Act. He said, I actually suggested this first, and now I see that Bill Bradley, who was a U.S. Senator in New Jersey running for president back then, that Bradley has jumped on the bandwagon and is claiming the idea as his own. All right, so he goes on saying that, bragging that, that he, Donald Trump, is the first person who came up with the idea of amending the Civil Rights Act. I'm trying to warn you Trump supporters right now, Donald Trump is already on record saying he'll sign it because he said this is his idea. So it's not really the Equality Act, it's the Trump Act. Yes. I mean, if, if, if what he is saying is true, that he came up with the idea, because this is exactly what we're doing with the Equality Act, right? Yes. So he's already on record telling us he's going to amend the Civil Rights Act. This is what the House has passed. Don't believe anything the White House puts out. They're going to push it through the Republican Senate with some amendments, and he's going to sign it, and then later... They will amend the amendments. Yes, it's much easier they'll repeal, to get... They will repeal the amendments. Yep. That's the way this is going to work. Yep. He was asked in 2000, what are your thoughts on gay marriage? His answer, I think the institution of marriage should be between a man and a woman. I do favor a very strong domestic partnership law that guarantees gay people the same legal protection as married people. And... Uh, he was asked about, uh, do you think uh, gay people should serve in the military? Because all these questions, this is 2000. He's very, very pro-LGBT in 2000. He still is today. Yes. He hasn't changed at all. The Christians are believing a lie. But hoodwinked. Yes. We were told he was born again. We were told that that he's accepted Christ. I've never heard Donald Trump say the name of Jesus Christ. Mr. Trump, please say Jesus Christ. Say his name without cussing. Say his name without cussing. We're talking about yourself. Yes. Talk about him. Yeah. He said he's never done anything that he needs to repent of. <laughs> right. He doesn't need forgiveness. I okay. love that one. Why am I upset? Because this is the most radical bill ever to face passage and I have no confidence whatsoever Donald Trump won't sign it. In fact, I am confident he will. This is what we would have expected from Hillary Clinton. Yes, absolutely. So why get involved in the 2020 election campaign? What will be different if Joe Biden is president? Nothing. Right, because he's already said he's in favor of this act himself. Yes. He's already come out and said, I'm a Zionist. Yes. I mean, what's the difference? Nothing's going to change. Right. America is far, so far beyond fixing it through politics. But see, they couldn't get this through if Hillary Clinton was in office. And this is why I'm saying they're more, they've accomplished 10 times more under Trump than they probably could have ever done under Hillary. And they've accomplished it with minimal, minimal pushback. I mean, they, the, the Luciferians could have only dreamed they would be able to accomplish this much. And they, and they played, you know, they played it very cleverly. They, and they waited a long time to really get aggressive after that bush funeral really think that power and he, rick wiles is the one that reported on the on on the uh kind of the changing of the guard that that took place there at that bush funeral and that is to me that is the that is the um that is the point i saw everything get really just the masks have come off the gloves have come off yes he's still he's still under this putting on this facade that he's this champion of the people it's all lies it's all lies because I mean, 
what he's doing now is so blatant and so out in the open with anybody with eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts to receive that that i mean you know you you, you just it's, it's undeniable but yet again most people do deny it that are his supporters it's it's ridiculous to think you could fix this country through political action we're so far gone the only thing that will fix this country is repentance, yes. sorrow for our sins, genuine repentance, and turning away from our sins and crying out to God for mercy and forgiveness and turning from our sins and following the ways of God like this nation did hundreds of years ago. Without that, we are lost as a country. We will be destroyed, we'll be overtaken at some point. I don't know at what year. I have no idea. But history proves that when a country goes becomes this decadent, right. it disappears as a nation. Tell me, where is Rome? Where's the Roman Empire? Where is it? It's gone to the winds of time. How many empires have come and gone? They became so decadent. Right. They're gone. People don't even know they even existed. America's about to disappear. Rome fell in eight years. From the time it started to collapse was only eight years. This America is, is in such a weakened condition right now. The slightest rumble to its crumbling foundation could bring it down. The slightest hit to the foundation of this country. We allowed the termites in this country to eat the foundation of America. We allowed it to happen. And just one great shaking will bring it all down. That's right. And could anything stop it? Yes, repentance. But first there has to be repentance in the Christian church. Right. And they see no reason to repent. Right. Isaiah chapter 41 says, I offered you repentance, but you would have none of it. You would have none of it, Rick. That's right. You, re you refuse it. I offer repentance, yes. but you would have none of it. So it's a willful choice to turn away from God. Yes. It's not just, well, nobody told me. No, right. we're actually moving away from God on purpose. Yes. And the, the church is right at the fault of it. I mean, the, it's right at the steps of the church. And, Rick, I don't see a heart of repentance. No. There is. I just don't see it. There's an obsession with idolatry. Yes. The evangelical church in America is idolatrous. They idolize the state of Israel. That's their idol. They worship Israel. And all of them, you need to repent of your idolatry. Fall on your knees and repent. Cry out to God that you've lost, you left your first love. And all these personality cults that run around the nation calling themselves Christian ministries, that's idolatry too. Yes. It's just pure idolatry. That we have no heart for repentance. None. They have no heart for Jesus Christ. And because the church doesn't have it, the nation doesn't have it. Because we don't believe we've, we've sinned. No. We, we don't believe there's, we've done anything wrong that we need to repent of. And they don't believe God would judge. So we, we've got the president we deserve. Yes. Because he doesn't believe he's done anything wrong either. <laughs> the church in America doesn't believe they've done anything wrong. Yeah. I never thought about that, Doc. The church doesn't believe they've sinned. And so we got a president who said he's never done anything that needs to be forgiven. Yep. And that's the ultimate pride. Yep, it is. That's pride at a level I can't even comprehend. We do. We do. Deserve, as collectively as a country, we do deserve Trump. We do. We're getting what 
you know, I guess we deserve. To say that you've never done anything that must be forgiven. <laughs> now, I believe there was a window of time, a small window. The Bible says the thought of foolishness is sin. So evidently Trump has never had a sin, uh, even a foolish thought in his head. Even though we've documented all of the atrocities and the people he's yoked up with and all of the... I mean, I haven't even got into all the stuff yet. Like, the sexual stuff. I haven't even... That's a whole other teaching that I kind of need to do. I just don't know if I'll ever be able to get to it. But I've got, you know, I've got like 50-page file just on that. <laughs> I mean, it's it's so mind-blowing. But this is what happens when pride comes into somebody. Pride blinds you. Pride blinds you to your own sin. It did to Lucifer when he fell. He fell. Well, because... His heart was lifted up. The Bible says that because of his beauty and because of his merchandise, his heart was lifted up. And then he said, wow, I'm really beautiful and, and I've got all the stuff, with intently all my stuff. And my heart's going to be lifted up now. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look to God and I'm going to say, I will ascend to the Most High. I will be like the Most High. I will ascend unto the sides of the north. And he basically said, I'm going I'm to usurp God's position. What a joke. What delusion? While Trump's under the same, very similar delusion, if he thinks that he's have he has nothing to ask forgiveness of, I can't even. <laughs> that is how demonically deluded and taken over Trump is. Time here a couple years ago, where we really had the opportunity to make a, a decision point, a, a change in this nation, and God had placed people prominent people, prominent evangelical leaders in key positions to influence the course of this nation. And what did we do? We sold out. Yes. We, we tasted power and we lusted for more. Yes. And that's exactly what we've, we've co-opted the church for a seat at the table now that's right. uh, at the Trump administration. And we're going to pay the price for it. We will pay the price for it. And I... How, you know, it's not a matter anymore, Rick. I, I don't think the church can repent here in America. It's going to be a remnant. It's going to be a holy seed that's left. But biblically. Yeah, he's right. And I believe my listeners are part of that holy remnant that is left. Not just, you know, my listeners, obviously. There's, But if you're aware of this information... And you're able to comprehend it and it makes sense to you it makes biblical sense to you then understand you're very much blessed because most christians that would identify that don't have a clue about just the stuff we covered today alone much less you know all the other things there are to know about this so Consider yourself very blessed of God. And God brought you to this point in your life because he has a plan for us all. I don't know what that plan is, but the Bible talks about, you know, the, the Bible, and this verse instantly came into my mind as I was talking and I, I stopped it. This verse uh, kind of instantly came into my mind and it's right, the verse is Daniel eleven thirty two. But the verse before that, 
uh, basically says, and they shall take away the daily sacrifice and they shall place the abomination that make it desolate. This is at the midpoint of the tribulation. Okay, so that we're, you know, most likely we're like, I don't know, probably at least around four years away from that. If like, and that's if the World War Three started tomorrow. I'm giving World War Three like six months to take place. You know, they call it to say it might be 91 days. I don't know. I don't know. But let's say the tribulation started tomorrow. This would be essentially three and a half years away from now. But obviously the tribulation is not going to start tomorrow. There are too many things that need to still fall in place. And this is why I've been so heavily emphasizing World War III because I do believe that is the linchpin. And it's just not me saying that. It's There's a lot of Bible references that I think you could look at that would indicate something like that could kick that off. Because he's going to come as a man of peace. He's going to confirm the covenant with many for a week, well, why do they need to have peace and a covenant? Well, if you just got done with the big old gigantic war called World War Three, you might want somebody that can straighten it all out, and that's how he's going to come. So that's why I say that. But anyway, they shall take away the abomination that make a desolate. It's the abomination of desolation. Jesus talked about Matthew 24. And then the next verse, and such as do wickedly against the covenant shall, shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's, what I, that's where I want to be. I want to be on that. That's where I want to be. I don't want to dwell on all the negative stuff. I want to dwell on that. I want to dwell on the fact that God is the king of the universe. He created the universe. And that nothing is going to surprise him or overwhelm him he predicted all this stuff was going to happen he did and i mean there's there's other bible verses where the bible talks about god giving people supernatural strength and i mean i just think that that as darkness increases like the bible says well god's going to compensate for that with his remnant and they're going to do mighty exploits. And they're going to do even greater things than Jesus said. Or, or than Jesus did. And he said that was going to be the case. And I could do a whole study on that, I'm sure. But like in, in uh, Zechariah 12.8, one, one and this is basically near the end of the tribulation. And I, I think this much more is an a applicable to the Jews. But this is just an example of this concept. In that day shall the Lord defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Now, this is after they've looked upon the one they've pierced, Jesus, and then they're going to mourn for them, him as, as one that mourns for their only begotten son. Because they're going to understand collectively that one-third that, that makes it through and that is refined as silver is tried as silver. They're going to collectively understand what they did to Jesus and that, that that was their savior and their eyes are going to be open. That collective blindness is going to be lifted. And so... After that, in that day, the Lord shall defend the inhabitants of Jerusalem, and he that is feeble among them at that day shall be as David. So those that are feeble should be as David in the Bible. David was a pretty bad dude, you know. Slew a bear, you know, by hand, essentially, and a lion, and then Goliath. And, <laughs> I mean, you know, granted, I think it was all through God. I'm not going to give David the credit, but, you know, he had to have, I'm sure he had a lot of training that led up to all those points, you know. And so, he that is feeble among them at that day shall be as David, and the house of David shall be as God. Capital G. What? 
Yeah, well, that's what the Bible says. The house of David shall be as God. See, this is why we'll, I refuse to throw out the, the Jews, the baby with the bathwater, because it's saying the house of David. This is, this is exclusively talking about the Jews here in Zechariah. And this is the tribulation period, and more so at the end of the tribulation. You can't throw the, the Jews out of the biblical picture. What about the 144,000 Jewish male virgins that are going to go and preach the word of God in Revelation? I mean, they identify them by tribe. Well, no, that's British Israelism. Or that's black Hebrew roots. That's, we've usurped that. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. Those tribes are the Jewish tribes. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not, like I said, you're never going to get me to throw the, Jew, the baby out with the bathwater with, with Israel. But I will take a balanced approach and look at and try to analyze it from a biblical perspective. And the house of David shall be as God, as the angel of the Lord before them. Oh, I am like so far over on time. I'm sorry. Um, I updated the prayer list. And I hope this even uploads because I'm so far over. I updated the prayer list to include the Equality Act. But I'm sure there's other stuff that I covered today that probably needs gone over too. So God bless you. And remember, the formats are going to change on everything. But everything will now be started to be archived on the website. And it'll be... the I'll commingle them with the audio teachings, the health teachings and the audio and all that other stuff. And that way you'll have a reference point you can go back to and you can refer people to. So anyway, we love you. Um, thank you for your prayers. Thank you for, I mean, if it wasn't for you all, we wouldn't be here. Bottom line. If it wasn't for the prayers and the donations that people sent in and just everything, we would not be here. There's no way. I know that. So I praise the Lord Jesus Christ for all of you. And we will see you in the next study. God bless you.